0: How's it going? Welcome to the first ever Trades and Grades Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Wright, joined by Camden Gongler and Caleb Nimi. Uh We're going to go ahead and give us a little rundown of, of who we are, how we started fantasy football, what we're doing um, in our lives, just so you guys can figure out a little bit more about us. Um, I'm currently uh, in college, about to graduate here in May with an accounting degree. I uh, got to study for the CPA this summer. And uh, hopes to pass that by the fall. I started fantasy football um, probably, I think, about five or six years ago, sometime in high school. Um, started that off, I've loved fantasy football ever since, just did redraft. In um, this past year, I started doing Dynasty. Camden uh, actually got me into it, so we started a home league. Um, and since then, I've just, I've just been kind of been hooked. So pretty much joined any, any kind of leagues I can within reason. Um, and wanted to start a podcast and just talk more about it. Cause I just love, love Tennessee football so much. So, uh, Caleb, why don't, Camden, why don't you go don't ahead? You next. Um, I'm Camden. Um, I did the same path as Noah, but I came before him. So he's following in my footsteps. Um, I did graduate and I just did pass all the CPAs. Um, and we both play golf too. Well, I did, but, um, Funny, he said that he that I got him in fantasy and dynasty, and Caleb Nimi got me in dynasty. But I've been playing fantasy football since fifth grade, I want to say, so it's been forever for me. And I've done lots of different types of leagues, but dynasty is my favorite for the strategic purposes.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm last, but uh, my name's Caleb, uh, not as smart as these other two. I went for marketing, so didn't have the numbers game. Uh, yeah. I've been playing. I've been playing a uh, Dynasty fantasy football now. This is going on year four, uh, but I've been playing fantasy football since 2007 when LaDainian Tomlinson was the 101 and you had to do everything on spreadsheets.
0: Wow. Yeah, well, so if you have any, you know, Dynasty advice, maybe maybe go to Caleb. Hopefully we can, me and Cam can be some of some help. If you need accounting advice, ask then because he's done it longer than me. I yeah. I guess I'm kind of useless. Yeah. No what? Tax oh yeah, no, that's no, fine. Tax. I did do tax. I did a tax internship. So ask me any type of tax question about corporations, and I will know it probably twenty percent of the time. Um, so that's maybe ten percent more in Camden. That's that's all I got for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna kick this this inaugural episode off with the twenty twenty two wide receiver uh, prospects coming up in this draft. We got uh, in just a few weeks. It's really starting to heat up. Um, I've seen lots of mock drafts on uh, Twitter and done a couple myself and, uh, I'm just really excited to see where some of these guys land. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go through our top eight wide receivers for the class of 2022, um, and kind of explain, you know, why we like who we like. We have a composite score from all of us combined to show what, um, trades and grades as a, as a whole has. So I'll go ahead and start through mine. At the uh, number one wide receiver for this class, I have Garrett Wilson at 2, Drake London, 3, Jameson Williams, 4, Traylon Burks, 5, Chris Olave. 6, George Pickens, 7, Jahan Dotson, and 8, Christian Watson. I do want to put an asterisk there because I had Jameson Williams at 3, and then I actually saw something on Twitter today that I sent to Caleb, and I said, I'm going to switch it. So now Traylon Burks is my 3 um slowly just because of that tweet uh might be a little wishy-washy but i've been kind of going back and forth anyway so trail of Virtue is three for me it doesn't change the composite scores i don't think at all um but yeah you can't came in to go ahead and give the people what they want all right i'll preface this by saying two two different things that are important for me one you shouldn't care about speed at all just based on my on my research um Speedy is one of the least correlated positions to success in the NFL at the wide receiver level. Um, I mean, you could pull up a list of guys who ran right in that range of four, five, six. You got Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Demaryius Thomas, Des, Des Bryant. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some other people, but Keenan Allen is in there um so the preface is that and draft capital will i think change all of our rankings a whole bunch but for now here's where i land on guys i have Traylon burks at number one um drake london at number two garrett wilson at three jamison williams at four chris olife i, I know i said that wrong a it. yeah he's he <laughs> he not God. Ohio state fan <laughs> um at five george pickens at six david bell at seven and Jahad dotson at eight but Kind of on the Sky Moore train. I th- kind of think he hops Jahan Dotson for me, but I don't know. It's a toss up, but okay. Yeah, we got some time.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, number one, Drake London, two, Garrett Wilson, three, Traylon Burks, four, Chris Olave, five, Jameson Williams, six, George Pickens, seven, Jahan Dotson, and eight, Sky Moore.
0: Sky Moore train, yeah. So if you add all those up, divide them out, to figure out what would all of our wide receiver rankings be. It would look something like this. So, at number one, we have Drake London, two Garrett Wilson, three Traylon Burks, four Jameson Williams, five Chris Olave. six George Pickens, seven Jahan Dotson, eight David Bell, and coming at tied ninth is Skymore Christian Watson. So, we'll just go ahead and start it off with number one that we have, which is Drake London out of USC. Um, didn't have the chance to do much. At the uh, the combine, but he he comes in at uh, about six foot three seven eighths inches, two nineteen. So he's a, he's a pretty big dog. Um, and Caleb's got him at his wide receiver one position for this class. So Caleb, why don't you go ahead and break down why you like Drake London? Yeah, for sure.
1: I think uh, a lot of people in the dynasty community have Traylon Burks, number one, just based on the athletic traits. Um, but kind of after digging a little bit deeper, Drake London clearly became my number one. Um, when you're 6'4", I think, what what did we say, 225, you got that kind of Mike Evans type bod that everyone's copying him to, um, but even on a greater level, um, producing as a freshman at USC um, is really huge when you consider the fact that he was in the same wide receiver core as Amon St. Brown and Michael Pittman, uh, two stud wide receivers now in the NFL, as we can see. Um, so when you base it off the target competition where he, as a freshman, I think he had a 25% target share and then Going into this last year, I think it was at like 33%, um, which is absolutely incredible. Um, It just kind of easily makes him the number one for me. I think a lot of people kind of measure him as just your deep ball threat. So um, the person that's going to catch the ball in the end zone, uh, big body, go up and get it, Mike Williams type. Um, Like we said, Mike Williams or Mike Evans, but um, I think he can do a lot more than that. Um, I don't think he necessarily had the quarterback play uh, to help him out, but looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a good note. Um, he doesn't have, you know, like a CJ Stroud, like a or Wilson does. Um, but he, he has that prototypical alpha type uh, body like you're talking about, which I think when you're looking at, you know, wide receiver prospects, that's something that you want to look for um, because, you know, it, it is, it is a little bit harder to become a wide receiver one when you're, you know, five foot eleven, maybe one hundred ninety pounds, something like that. Or you know, it's, it's certainly not impossible. But when you're bigger like that, um, predominantly more often, are you going to be a wide receiver one or wide receiver two? Which is which is what you want when you're going to be drafting at the uh, the one on one position. So I have, yeah, I I mean I, I like him. I have him at I believe that I had him at my yeah number two position. So I mean I was fine. I I like Garrett Wilson a little bit more. Um, which I'll get to in a second, but I'm um, like, yeah, there goes Caleb. But, yeah, Kim, do you have any thoughts on Drake London? Um, I mean, kind of just echo what Caleb said, I guess. That's why he's number two for me. I think for me, Traylon Burks is just has more solid hands and it's a little bit better athletically. But, I mean, very similar players to me that are round out my top two. Yeah, for sure. And just to preface, in case anybody's not watching this, Kilb's uh, had some internet issues lately. Uh, Spectrum hasn't been the greatest to him. So he's been dodging in and out, uh, currently using his his uh, data from his phone. So if he just doesn't, you just can't hear him, uh, I'm just going to let you know that he he's on the struggle bus. So uh, I'm glad that they got to talk about Drake Lynn a little bit before he had issues. Uh, but we'll move, go ahead and move on to number two, my favorite wider one. Class Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State University, coming at five foot eleven, six eight inches, one hundred eighty three pounds. We're gonna four three eight forty. Has a thirty six inch vertical. He just, he just is. I, I don't, I don't know what like what one word to describe him, but he just an all around. Like does almost everything in my opinion um, within his, you know. God given abilities in terms of how big he's, he's not a big guy. You know, he's, he's hes just under six foot, only 183 pounds, but he's got great wingspan. He has good catch radius. He's a fantastic route runner. Um, he, he I mean, he can go up and get it. He's got a great vert. Um, and he just, he makes guys miss in the open field. Uh, he really just makes guys look silly. He had a benefit of having CJ Stroud, um, at quarterback, obviously, but, um, even if he hadn't, I think he'd still be. Um, you know, a star in this wide receiver class. Um, I, I personally like him. You know, obviously the most. Uh, I don't think he's you know in a tier of his own per se. But when you're looking at you know the 102 or the 103 in let's say a one QB league, then you're looking for a safe option. And right now, I think Garrett Wilson's the safest option in this draft. Uh, maybe like a Brees Hall, so <laughs> I just I saw Caleb's. What, what is that? Joe Burrow? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, Caleb's got yeah, just came back on, got a little Joe Burrow wearing a LeBron jersey logo. So that's that's something, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to be I want to have a safe. I, I can't miss if you're playing at the if you're at the 101 or, or not the 101, I guess you're probably going Brees Hall and 1QB, but 102 or 103. I just can't miss, and Garrett Wilson seems like the safest prospect for me. Cameron, what do you think? There, I think he's the safest for me, but I think London and Traylon Burks have more upside for me. So that's where yeah. I kind of land on that. I, I personally think Traylon Burks is has a pretty safe floor too, but I mean, I guess I think he's number three in our composite rankings. I want to say right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, we can. Maybe if I, to I was me. gonna ask, uh, I was gonna ask Caleb if he wanted to get on in this, uh, but he just can't help himself right now with the uh, <laughs> issue. So we'll just go ahead and go on to number three, Traylon Burks coming out of the University of Arkansas. Yeah, uh, right. standing at six foot two, even 225 pounds, ran a 455 five, 40, 33 inch vertical. Um, I mean, he's just an overall animal. I want to go ahead and just touch on him since he. That is your number one wide receiver in yep. this class. I mean, I feel like it's consensus number one. It's not always a great thing to be consensus with a majority, but in this case, um, I mean, if you watch some film on him, it just pops to me how physically dominant he is. He just grabs everything out of the air. Obviously he's not Calvin Johnson, but I mean, watching film on me, it's it's just like it's just he just overpowers everyone and his um yards after the catch are just I mean, he's hard yeah, he's to get monster to the ball. And I, I, I just personally, he's number one for me because I think wherever he lands, he's immediately going to be a red zone target. I think they're going to find different ways to get him the ball. I mean, I think the one, the biggest concern with him for most people is speed and, and route running. And I, I've touched on um, speed a little bit. I, I don't think it matters. I think he's fast enough. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, all those guys are about the same speed. Right. Um, you can argue Devontae Adams is a way better route runner, but yeah, I mean. It's got a lot of time to develop that. And I just think the way the NFL now is, a lot of times anyway, it's get your playmakers the ball. It's not running a twenty yard route or whatnot. So I think he right. gains an immediate target share and gets the ball and has a chance to contribute right away. And I think his upside is very high if he does figure out some of the route running and whatnot. Yeah, I think I think the difference between, you know, Burks and Wilson is he has, I, I want to say, unlimited upside. I, I don't think that Wilson has, you know, a, a certain ceiling where like, yeah, I can't see him as a wide receiver one. Because I, I mean, I think I could, but he just doesn't have, like I said, that prototypical alpha body type that, yeah, especially now where you look at the NFL, where it seems like they're moving more towards, you know, towards after the catch. Um, I, I think that Burks gives you that, and... He, I mean, he had huge games, and he's playing in the SEC. He's one of the best wide receivers in the SEC. It's not like he's playing in some non, you know, Power Five conference. Uh, he's doing it against the best teams, especially Alabama. He had a great game against Alabama. Um, so yeah, I just think that you know there were a few games where he didn't show up at all. Um, I think one was against Georgia. Obviously, that's a very great defense. But um, yeah, the Georgia game too. The way Georgia plays, they like to dominate yeah. time of possession, and I mean, right. Who knows, it could have a double him. I actually don't watch that game, but yeah, right. not as concerned about games like that since he's playing in the SEC all year round personally. Sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, he, he he's a really bright student. I believe he's he's close to a 4.0 student. Um, I feel like he, you know, he cares about the game. I, I think watching him, you know, he he's a yak monster. I am a little worried. I feel like at times he, it might come off like he doesn't, care a ton um whereas you you listen to like Garrett Wilson talk about football and his IQ level on football is extremely high he just seems like all around like not that Traylon Burks is not a a good person because I'm sure that he is but um Garrett Wilson just comes off as like that very sharp likable like he hits all the things I think Burks and uh, some of the interviews I've watched hasn't quite had that likability um but again, yeah, that's those are little tidbits here and there. It's not. It's like you get, a, you can tell a whole something from somebody based off of a few interviews. So, that's, uh, yeah, that's. I, I think he'll be, you know, I've seen a lot of comps to AJ Brown. I don't. I think he's probably a little slower than AJ Brown. I don't quite see that.
1: I, I kind of um, like the physical
0: um, type of play where I feel like AJ yeah. Brown's really good at just getting the ball and dominating after yeah words after catch. Yeah, I think he's a little bit—he's a little bit clunkier and slower than AJ Brown, but I don't absolutely hate it. Um, but while we're in the SEC, let's go ahead and go over to number four on the list: Jameson Williams, out of University of Alabama, uh, coming at six foot one and a half inches, uh, 179 pounds, and didn't get to do very much at the combine because of the uh, the ACL tear. Uh, that happened against uh, Georgia in the national championship game, I believe it was. So, I mean, let's see. I have him. I, I, I just said I moved him down to four. I had him at three. I think the reason why I'm a little bit higher on him than I mean Caleb's got him at. He's gone below Chris Olave. You've got the same spy at four. Yeah, I hear people on Twitter sometimes talk about. Well, you know, he's at. He's had a late breakout. He didn't break out till this year. It's his third year. He's, he's an early declare, but he couldn't get in the wide receiver room at Ohio State. You know, he's behind um, Garrett Wilson, behind Chris Olave, behind Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, couldn't get in there, and really, you know, we'll, we'll really never know what the relationship was between Jameson Williams and the coaching staff. It could have just been they didn't see eye to eye. You know, whatever situational thing. Obviously, it wasn't because he wasn't talented because he just transferred to Alabama. You know. So, what do you? You can't can't really say it was because he wasn't talented enough. Um, I, I mean, he just he's super quick and out of cuts. He's smooth down the sideline, deep ball threat. Um, you know, he gets with a good quarterback. I could see him because the injury maybe falling down to the end of the first. And I mean, there's a couple guys that you know have a, a couple teams have a couple picks that notoriously are pretty good in the Packers and the Chiefs that. You know, I don't know, maybe Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't be be too upset with that. Or uh, I don't know if he'll fall all the way to the Chiefs. Um, But one thing I, you know, doing mock drafts here and there, one interesting spot uh, could be the Bills. Um, We were doing a mock draft, and I saw, you know, maybe trading up a couple spots, maybe like switching with the Packers, something like that, and grabbing a guy like Jamison Williams to throw with the, with Josh Allen thrown, on, you know, other side of Stefan Diggs. That would be quite interesting. So there's, a, you know, quite a few different places he could go. I think he will slip a little bit because of the ACL injury. He'll be It'll be quite a while before he'll start. I think he'll be maybe midway through the season. Yep. Um, so tough tough to decide this year, for you know, per se, but that's why he played Dynasty, you know. You yeah, know? to touch that's, on your point there, um, I think that's Caleb's main reason. He has him low to speak for Caleb since he's not here is right. – um, You know, he might not even play for the first six games. And then, but right. he does. Is he really going to be into it? Is he going to be 100% healthy? How's it that that first year could be kind of kind of rough and you might not get a lot of production out of him in the sense of maybe some of the other picks in the yeah. wide receiver room. But for me, I love him kind of deck on Noah. I mean, he just went out there and was doing, I mean, he destroyed Georgia in both of those games from what I watched and then right. Cincinnati before I think he got hurt inevitably and towards ACL he was having a pretty good game and Cincinnati I think I think they had a 2 DBs that are going to be potentially maybe first round picks really really solid DBs who yeah um, I think their safety is going to go top 5 if I based on latest stuff I saw but I mean Georgia obviously another defense who's was being touted one of the best defenses in college football history there for a while so I mean, yeah absolutely he's playing in the sec he's doing well to i'm not that worried about when a guy breaks out or whatnot he to me right. has all the attributes to be successful it's just a matter yeah. of wayne if you can wait on him to not give you a super yeah. productive first year yeah and i was kind of hoping after that happened he'd be able to slide down to maybe you know, 107 108 109 1qb one leagues um that you know as we have all these months in between the you know, playoff, or, you know playoffs and, and College football Championship and the you know rookie drafts. It seems like he slowly keeps getting higher and higher because people were like, ah, you know, it's an ACL tear, but this is Dynasty. And I was kind of hoping that people would have the, you know, shiny new toy effect where like, ah, I don't want to play with him right now because he's hurt, and I'll just get somebody else. But, you know, you just have to realize – this is this is dynasty, and this isn't. You know, let's say he misses half the first year. Okay, well, imagine, you know you don't want to skip on a guy that misses half first year at the one hundred seven, one hundred eight, one hundred nine if he's there just because of that. Where you might be a wide receiver two for four to five years, a wide receiver one a couple of those years. So, um, I think that's important to keep in mind uh, as we're moving forward. So, on the other side of. Garrett Wilson at Ohio State is Chris Olave coming at number five in our rankings. Chris Olave weighed in at 187 pounds. He's six foot, even three eighths inch. Uh, ran a 4.3940 originally. It was like a 4.26, I think, and he was running on fire. It was some of those times were a little suspicious. They ended up eventually correcting it to 4.39, um, and he had 32 inch vertical. But to me. The reason why he's not sneaking up there, I know that a lot of draft um, analysts have him pretty high. I could see him going maybe like, you know, maybe second or third in this draft at wide receiver. Um, I personally just saw him, and I know he has a good route tree, but I saw him more as a deep ball threat, and I don't know if that's just because of Garrett Wilson on the other side of him and then obviously Jackson's with the Jigba, but I just felt like the majority of his – Games that were good, we're just off of big deep ball threats, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if he gets paired with the quarterback to just, you know, maybe can't throw those deep ball threats, then I could be a little more concerned than I could with a couple other these players like Traylon Burks, where he's just a yak monster. He just throw behind line of scrimmage, and he kind of does what he does. And I feel like Garrett Wilson could be the same way. He doesn't have that physicality, but he just jukes people out of their shoes. Um, so I think. That's cleats. probably why I don't have a lobby okay. any higher than I do. why don't wear shoes on the football field. and would be cleats, juke them out of their cleats. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. That is what it is. Only one football player who's out there and Roshi runs. No, I'll <laughs> I, mean, I mean, cleats are shoes. It's a type of shoe. So, but yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you think about Chris O'Lother? Um My my concern with him, he falls to five for me just because, kind of to echo you a little bit, I think he's – very speed reliant. I think a lot of the hype comes around the speed and I don't know if I've personally seen enough other than the speed that gets me super excited about him. I mean, yeah, speed is like the new thing that everyone loves because you might get the next Harry Hill, but I mean, there's right. a of really fast guys who get really great draft capital who severely under succeed. I would argue. Right. Um Yeah. So for me, but I, I personally am not super big on him. Yeah. I don't know, and that's where I mean. Obviously, we aren't talent evaluators. We're just we're we're trying to find guys that put up dynasty football, you know, fantasy football points. We're not looking to see who's going to be the best wide receiver for football purposes. So, I mean, he might have more intangibles. I didn't watch his pass protection or anything like that. So, he might have more intangibles that I just don't see that you know maybe other teams do. Um, But yeah, I mean. And the, the one other thing that concerned me was his hands. I was watching a couple of his games, and it seemed like there's a lot of times where I felt like he probably should have caught balls. I feel like Garrett Wilson or like another guy we're gonna get to is in Jahan Dotson; those types of guys that have great hands. It, I just didn't see it from a lot of these. There's sometimes where I'm like, "Wow, is a really good catch." There's other times where I was like, "Man, that I really felt like he should have caught that, and he didn't." Um, and so that's that's just what's that? CD Lamb vibes. Yeah, well, and it's in. It's just one of those things where it's, it's not, like, terrible, but it's it's just one of, you know, that's why he falls to five. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I wouldn't mind getting him at the back end of, you know, 1QB, 12 team, yeah, at the 109, 110, 111, something like that, um, by any means. So I, I think he's a solid pick. I know NFL evaluators like him a lot, so we'll have to see. Know where that draft capital lies, but um, coming to number six, we have George Pickens out of Georgia. Uh, he came in at six foot three, two eighths inch, 195. Uh, one thing to note that we talked about a little bit uh, previously is he does have the smallest hands of everybody in this uh, in these top 10 wide receivers. Uh, his hands were, it was eight inches. Eight and six eighths inches which is considerably smaller than anybody else um a little weird i guess for a guy that's six foot three um, has such know, a great wingspan but do want to chime in here and say um, for some people even eight inches is way too big and they prefer <laughs> even smaller hands i mean i i won't comment on that but um he ran, he ran a four four seven forty i believe i have on here so he's not He's not uh, slow by any means. I, I feel like he's a great athlete. He came in. He has great pedigree. He was supposed to be kind of a superstar, wide receiver one, really, of this uh, of this class back when he came in as a freshman. Then um, he's had some some injury issues towards ACL. Um, so that's one thing to know. Um, and he's really not getting back on the field and shown a ton. Uh, I mean, Georgia doesn't throw the ball a lot. They typically run a ton. I mean, you have James Cook and Zamir White there. In the past, they've had, you know, Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift, Sony Michelle, just to name a few. So they, they aren't going to be super pass heavy. Uh, so it's really difficult to see, you know, what he provides, um, just because of the lack of, of usage and in the injury. So all those things kind of just leave a big question mark. Uh, but I think he could be a really good steal uh, at the beginning of second rounds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's the biggest boomer bust for me. I could see him being the number one overall wide receiver in this class, and I can see him kind of not doing anything just based on – he has all the physical attributes. He was a monster his freshman year, but then he's coming off an ACL injury. Georgia doesn't throw the ball a lot, so you don't have maybe as great of an evaluation as you do with a guy like Trayvon Trayvon Burks. yeah. so, I, I mean, I like his upside. He, if you're if you're in a spot where you need someone, you're going to hit on for sure. Though, I don't know if he would be my pick there. But if, yeah. if you can afford the the boomer bust, I, I think he's a great pick, especially depending on draft capital. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I like I said, I, and I, I agree with that. He's a big boomer bust. I think that if you're in a position where you know you have this pick, maybe if it's the early second, for some reason you're a contender um and you don't need a guy um this is a great person to pick because like you said he could be one of the top wide receivers in this class he was a couple years ago and um you know if you if you don't if you can have that risk that, that I think that reward that juice is worth the squeeze in my opinion yep, um, I agree. so i i think if you're going you know if you are the early you know second round because you kept your picks and you have an early first and, you, and you're trying to rebuild um, I'm not super confident in picking this. I think I'd rather go with the next guy on list, number seven, Jahan Dotson, um, as a safer as a safer pick. Uh, Jahan Dotson came out of Penn State, five foot ten, five eighths inch. He was at one seventy eight, so a little bit on the lighter side. ran a four four three, uh, which is you know pretty decent. Thirty six inch vertical, so he's got some hops. Um, you know, I don't have any particularly like. Severe knocks on this guy. Uh I think the biggest reason why he's not high on this list is because he doesn't I just don't see him being like, okay, you have George Pickens. He like said he's he's a big boomer bust. He could be that wide receiver one in this class, or at least a top guy. I could see him being the you know constant wide receiver two in, in the NFL in general. I just don't know about Dotson. He's you know, he's quick and out of cuts. He's got he's a pretty good route runner and he's got good hands, but he just – when you watch him, I just don't get super excited about it. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because he goes to Penn State or what it is, but I just am not a huge fan. I know that like, – I've seen quite a few people on Twitter that that really love him. Um, I just am not there with it. When I watch it, I just I honestly kind of get bored. Um, sure. So, no offense to Jahan, but, like, I'm sure he'd be a fine wide receiver in the NFL, but I'm just not super sold on him right now. Uh, maybe I need to go back and watch more tape, but he just, yeah. I don't know. if you. So I have his three cone. Ran a 7.28 three cone. Um, for reference, you have David Bell, who we'll get to in a second, who's extremely slow, ran a seven point one four three cone. So even David Bell has better lateral agility than Jahan Dotson does. And Traylon Burks ran the exact same three cone. And Traylon Burks is, I mean, significantly bigger. I, I mean, you're talking like almost 50 pounds bigger and, like, three or four inches. And he has the same lateral agility as Jahan Dotson. So, I just don't – I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't know. I like the speed in, in hands combo. Um, I think he could be a solid – I think he's a slot guy. I don't think he's a, um, a wide out. Right, but yeah. I, I like his upside. I could see him in, like, a Calvin Ridley-type role, maybe, potentially. But – yeah, I don't. Know. I I can't really think of any comps that are any good. It's not. I've never been able to make any good comps to anything. I just see each guy for what it is. But, a little bigger than him, but
1: yeah. Just so, that's what I think of
0: that. Like, it's just a, it's a skinnier guy that yeah, yeah may run the slot. That um, yeah. Good. I don't know. I just I'm just not a huge fan. Um, you know, might as well stay in the Big Ten. We'll go to number eight here in David Bell. Uh, coming out of Purdue, um, <laughs> yeah, your slow wide receiver here. at six foot and seven eighths inch. Almost got six foot one. Two hundred and twelve pounds. Um, ran a flaming six, sorry, four point six five forty at the combine, um, which everyone seemed to hate. I don't really understand why necessarily. Just because, if you ever watch his tape, he's not fast. I mean, he's really not fast at all. And that's, it's it's not, um, you know, to his detriment because he still gets it done. Like, he's just one of those guys that gets it done. And I really don't know how because watching it, I mean, he's not, he's a decent route runner, but he's, he's kind of slow. Um, he's got pretty decent hands. He had a 33 inch vertical. So he's not kind of go up and get a guy, even though, you know, he's about six foot one. I just, I don't know. He, you can have, you know what? You talk about your slow receiver because I don't have anything I, else. I like him. I, I, I think he just gets it done. He got it done in high school, growing up about 15 minutes away from where I live right now. He gets it done at the college level. He destroyed – Um. he destroyed Ohio State, I think. Yeah, yeah. Caleb so was talking about how he was at that game, actually. Um, yeah, Caleb's a big Ohio State fan, so it's a shame that he I, isn't going to talk about Olave or uh, Wilson. I just think he gets it done, and to me – as far as he faded after his combine performance, I'm hitting the buy button because kind of like what you touched on, if you were like super surprised by any of those numbers or like didn't see that one coming, right. I don't think you knew what David Bell's game is. And if right. you know David Bell, to me, I just see him translating. Um, My, my player comp that I, I think he's the most similar role is like Hunter Renfro or like Hunter Renfro. I think he was undrafted, if I'm correct, and, like, never was a guy who's like, oh, this guy's really good, but just, like, gets it done. I mean, before they got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro was getting 10-plus targets every game and just, right. like, catching everything. Even when he knew it was going to him, he was getting it done. That's just – that's, that's kind of how I see David Bell. I don't think he's going to be an alpha wide receiver, but I think he could be a really solid, like, you need a third down and somebody's going to get you a third down when it's third and six. David Bell's a guy. Yeah. Yep, and yeah, I mean we touched on it. I don't, I I wasn't expecting anything great coming out of the combine. It's not something that, you know, it's fun. It's a fun thing to do in the middle of March or the beginning of March. That, you know, we haven't had football. It's it's cool to see each other. You know, see everybody else go up against each other. Um, but it's I'm not gonna put a ton of stock in him running a, a four six five. Even though that's gonna slide him down. I don't know how he's gonna fare at. I've seen him all over the place in rookie mocks. So I've seen the back ends of if you're doing like super flex, the back ends of like the second round, like two ten area, and I've seen him go in early seconds. Right now I think he's really down. So yeah, I think if you get him in the back, middle of the back end in the second round, I mean I don't I don't hate that. I don't I'm not a big fan of his, but I think at the value that you're getting at that point. You know, a Belitsnikov Award finalist. Uh, I just, I'm fine with it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's it. He is what he is. Um, hopefully, he can still get done at the NFL level. But I, I'm sad that Kale's not here for Sky Moore number tied for number nine in our rankings uh, because he's he was pretty high on Sky Moore. I don't have a ton. I haven't watched a ton of tape on Sky Moore. Um, I don't think you've gotten to watch very much either um so yeah I don't know I'm I'm fine with him he, he's out of western Michigan at five foot nine five eighths inch 195 I think you ran a four, four 140 um one key note since we're talking about hands he does have the biggest hands out of everybody that we have talked about so far including the next guy in christian Watson. uh he's got 10 yeah uh, see 10 inches 10 and two eighths inch hands I don't know how to say that He's got the biggest hands of anybody, and that's including—I mean, guys that are six foot. Like Christian Watson, at six foot four, Um, just barely. Does Christian Watson so big? I big mean, hands aren't everything. Some people put <laughs> hands. I mean, yeah. We're not going to. We're not going to hand shame. Hands, yeah, that matter. You know, that's that's true. We're not we're not going to hand shame, but I just wanted to put it out there that he can grab balls better than maybe some other guys can uh, with those big hands. So take that for what it's worth. Um I haven't, like I said, I don't want to watch a lot of tape on him. I think that he could be a good sleeper in some of these drafts that, you know, maybe they're not listening to um, you know, podcasts like this, or they're not listening to other podcasts about Dynasty, or they haven't been on Twitter, um, where they're like, okay, you know, they haven't done a ton of research. And that's why you don't want to listen to podcasts like this where we kind of break down these these rookies and tell you, you know, what we like about them, what we don't like about them, where we have in our rankings and You'd be able to find guys like Sky Moore then hopefully middle maybe maybe back in the second round but at this point you know if people were doing research it's probably towards the front end of the of the uh second round so one thing that I you know I, f- I would think would be interesting is I could see him maybe scooting up there to the first round of the NFL draft you have the Chiefs in the pack eight inch man I can't wait to stop saying that 208 pounds uh, I mean, he's the second biggest hands. We're in a four three six. I just want like four three six at two hundred eight pounds, at six foot four is just ridiculous. And he had a thirty eight and a half inch vertical. I mean, this dude is ridiculous. I I don't know like where he came from. I mean, North Dakota State got you know he's he's with Trey Lance for a little bit, but I, you just, you just don't make those guys very often. He's just a freak. Um, I don't you know. I don't know exactly how great his hands are. I think that's a one, maybe one knock on him. There's a couple times if you go back and look and see, you know, drops. I think that's one issue that he's had. Uh, but he had a great time in the Senior Bowl. Uh, I think he was probably the star of the Senior Bowl coming out of there. I believe that was in like February or something like that. Um, and since then, he's, his stocks kind of risen. Uh, he's was, again, he's one of those guys that you could, you might, you know see at the beginning of the second round of the NFL draft and maybe the end of the first with, those, with the Chiefs and the Packers, that would just be like, you know, that would be such a great pairing for him or Sky Moore. How big so, is his kind of hands? How big is his hands? Yes. He's got the second second biggest hands right. out of everybody. Yeah. Right. No. He's got 10-inch, 10-1-8-inch hands. So just behind Sky Moore. Uh, so you have these two non-Power 5. Maybe it's just a non-Power 5 guys. I don't know. Maybe to get this, yeah. some of these big schools, you just gotta have smaller hands. I don't know what the what the issue is, but um, yeah. I mean, you, you have any thoughts on Christian Watson? I like the upside of where he's being projected at now. Um, the higher he goes, the less I might fade him. Just in yeah. general, if if guys start falling who were originally really hot, I mean, I don't mind going against what the mass majority is because I think that's how you'll typically win the mass majority isn't gonna be right all the time until you find sleepers. But right. Um I mean I drafted ross St. Brown last year, not to like pat myself on the back or anything, but mm-hmm. where where'd you draft them at? Uh two five, I wanna say. So you're at the what? Two five. Two five, okay. Yeah. Drafted Bateman at the one nine, one eight, yeah. somewhere there, and Amara St. Brown at the two five. Yeah. And, no, that's those are two uh two pretty good Wide receiver rookies from last year. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's give let's give a scenario. So, we got, you know, we're the Chiefs. So we're the back end of the first round. We pick Christian Watson. Are you taking Christian Watson over a guy like George Pickens who we had number six? Depends where George Pickens goes. Where does George Pickens go in this hypothetical situation? Um, I, I think he's probably gonna. He's. I don't. I do not see him as a first round draft pick in my opinion and you know as as a bears fan uh, i really would enjoy him lying on the other side of darnell mooney with for justin Fields. so we'll just say for the, <laughs> the hammer hammer we'll just say for this hypothetical situation that he goes to number 39 at the bears great spot. great spot great spot getting faded way george Pickens getting, getting got faded last saturday george Pickens is gonna get faded if he goes to the bears the Bears is getting faded. Let me tell you that right now. No. I, I, no. I, I think yeah. that is – honestly, I feel like it's a likely situation. I don't think Christian Watson might go that high. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I anybody with Pat Mahomes, really, out of any of these guys, I think would be a fantastic matchup. So, yeah. Or Aaron Rodgers, which, I mean, who, who wouldn't be? But especially as a rookie, that's just going to really shoot up the draft boards, so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that was a shame that Caleb couldn't give his input on some of these guys, especially this guy more, because I know he likes him a lot, um, and some of the Ohio State guys he's pretty familiar with. But um, hopefully uh, he can figure out his internet issues. because <laughs> it like it's not his fault. Spectrum just – Yeah, it right had here. an outage. I mean, he had it last night, and it still isn't fixed. So I if you mean, watch this video, email Spectrum. Yeah. And say, what the heck. E- yeah, email the Northern Indiana Spectrum – so I'm throwing Kilb's location out there. Through, email them and please tell them how important it is for Caleb to be on Trades and Grades podcast, uh, so you can all hear what his his thoughts are. But and if you do um, find Kilb in person, um, if you would just like give him a smack on the back of the head for me, um, five dollars. Yeah, there you go. If you if you can find Kilb in cool. we will give you five dollars. Yeah. Um, sorry, Kilb. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we got for you. I uh, appreciate you listening to the end of the first ever Trades and Grades podcast. Hopefully there's there's many, many more. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate it. It's Noah and Camden. And uh, Caleb signing off. Hope you guys have a good rest of your guys' day. Thank you.